0: Betrayed? I don't even know what we did. Who betrayed who? I'm actually confused on this one.
1: Good, good, because that means I can talk as passionately as I was texting you about oh. it in person.
0: Is this about...
1: It is about River okay. City Girls. Okay. But before we get to that, everybody, <laughs> I'm going to open great. my beer.
0: Yeah, oh, I am too, actually. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It's
1: <laughs> not a can, it's a bottle. Yeah, I mine tonight, sounds
0: cooler on microphone. It
1: does. I, I will say that it's going to sound cooler, probably in name as well, because I am tonight sporting the champagne of beers, a Miller High Life.
0: I mean, I've got a yingling. So we're pretty hey! both ba- pretty basic tonight. <laughs> there it's we a go. pretty basic uh, episode. Uh, we're going to get to River City Girls, and I think that's going to um, dovetail into some other stuff I want to talk about. Cool. But before we do that, we should probably introduce ourselves probably. to this show that we do. <laughs> I, was ab- <laughs> I
1: was about to before I explained what beer I was drinking. I don't know. Uh, this is Reporter Jr., everybody. Welcome. If you haven't um, been here before, strap in. I feel like I say that a lot
0: (laughs) I don't know if you've ever said that before So really, which one of us is paying more attention to the record?
1: I feel like I've said it more than I probably have Um, But yeah, welcome I am Dale Decker
0: I'm Zach Sarawick And honestly, when I hear strap in I immediately want to go strap in chuckle fucks Which is the thing I don't think I've ever said before on this Which is why I think we've never said it Okay I don't know why I don't know if that's from something No, you know what it is? It's, It's buckle up Fuckos for some reason. Fuckle up, fuckos. Fuckle <laughs> um, up, fuckos comes to mind. I don't even know where that came from. There's so.
1: anytime I anytime I go. So strap in. There is definitely a movie or a TV show that I think of. But I don't know what it is.
0: I can tell you what I think of. Hey, everybody, welcome to Reference Corner as we try to suss out where our <laughs> language came from. I immediately think of an episode of American Dad where Roger's like, strap in. Strap on? Both
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's no that, I don't know what it is, what I think of, but it's like so, like, so strap in. And then I uh, then I also for some reason think of, watch this acting. Which is from blooper reels of some movie?
0: God, not even the movie It's from a blooper <laughs> yeah. of the movie.
1: Yeah, I think it might be, it might be role models, or it might be, the Ten, or it might be I love you, man.
0: Is the Ten?
1: The Ten is Paul Rudd. It's a David Wayne movie. It's about the Ten Commandments.
0: Okay, never mind. I was thinking Adam of Adam Brody um... is in it. No, I was thinking of a movie with Milo Ventimiglia where they get like 10 dares to do or something out of their nope. high school. It's bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it was called something before they called it just like the 10 or something like that where they like it was something with a number and they ended up renaming the movie to just the number.
1: Mm.
0: And I can't remember what it was. No, yeah, I don't, know.
1: I don't know. But yeah. Like ready, ten everybody. dirty, it might have
0: been like ten dirty deeds or something was the name of the movie, and they oh. named it just the, the ten, ten deeds or ten or the ten or something. Interesting. Anyway, Interesting. now that we're done guessing at our own references, <laughs> where our
1: references come from, oh,
0: the most esoteric opening we've hey, ever done on this show. You
1: know, it's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: it's, gonna <laughs> it's just happen. our it's just our thing. Either you like our banter or you don't. <laughs> and I've seen our numbers. You do not. Hey, anyway.
1: <laughs> hey, there's some people who are fans because people are like, hey, I listened to your episode. And I'm like, that uh, makes but, me feel nice. Yeah,
0: that literally never happened to me. And also, I've never looked at the numbers. So I'm just saying that as a joke. Oh, I've I mean, ne-
1: as our numbers. So. Yeah, no. No one is.
0: <laughs> um, who wants a fantasy football update? Fantasy football update from Zach's fantasy football team that's falling apart at the seams. Savvy. Dale, I don't know how to football. That's what I learned this week. I had a, such a strong opening in beginner's luck, and then yep. I fail miserably.
1: So, so you lost this week.
0: So yeah, because first off, Antonio Brown's a jackass.
1: Yeah, so I was gonna, ask, cause here's the thing, I don't follow football like the news of it. I I really only follow it when my dad is around, My dad is home. And he's watching it, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! These two teams are playing. I like football. I just don't follow it." So, yes, please explain to yeah. me what happened. So,
0: so Antonio Brown, I, 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 can't, I don't remember how much of this we talked about last week. I think we got to the part where he was playing for the Patriots. Yes, but yes, like he did. was playing for the Raiders. He didn't. He got in a bunch of shit with them. They mm-hmm. dropped him like a sack of fucking potatoes. Yep. Or he walked away, depending on who you ask. And then and he the got... Patriots walked up to him with a check yeah. and said, you'll play for us now. Yep. Um, and then two days later, mm, he got hurt, a trainer, right? no, he's fine. But a trainer from, I think the Raiders, I'm pretty certain she was with the Raiders, came forward and was like, oh yeah, by the way, oh, Antonio God. Brown sexually assaulted me Jesus. and got more graphic than that. And I believe a second woman has come forward now. Jesus. So all week, First off, that story hits, and I'm like, you're on the bench. I don't even want to deal with you right now. I moved him down off the thing. Uh, The way that a fantasy football league, at least the one through the ESPN app works, I don't know how standard this is, is that uh, on every team, you have uh, a quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a kicker. You have the defense spot, so the entire defense is under one uh, statistic. And then you have a flex position which is basically a wild card, you can put in uh, a third wide receiver, a third running back, or a second tight end that week, whoever you want to put in there. So I ended up with three wide receivers this week, none of which were Antonio Brown. (laughs) Because I took him out, I put someone else in that flex spot. Like that was where I was going to put him. And I was like, no, I'm just going to put in someone else. And it turned out that was fine. He (laughs) played this weekend and he got a number of points, but like not any more or less than the other wide receivers I played. So he was not going to help me in this situation anyway, which means I don't have to feel at all conflicted because like his accusations come out and already I feel like weird. I think I talked about this last week that I feel weird about like gamifying these humans yes. who are already gamifying their body <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, you mention that. so like when when you start to get into like people making accusations about like serious shit, mm-hmm. I feel even worse. Yeah. Like in the NFL, notoriously terrible at dealing with these types of accusations and domestic assault accusations and all of these other things. So I was like, I just don't want him. I don't want anything to do with him right now. So I move him out. He does moderately. It's fine. Doesn't do anything to have any effect on me. Other than he's just sitting on a list I don't want to look at. Mm -hmm. Cool. But then you get to the tight ends. Oh, God. And I moved the tight... So the guy... I don't even know their names anymore, and I'm too lazy to look it up. (laughs) But... It was Andrews. And it's I want about to say how Howard.
1: I pictured week two to go.
0: I don't remember their teams, but I'm pretty certain Andrews and Howard are their name. Oh, my God. I want to say Andrews is playing for the Chargers and Howard plays for the Buccaneers. I'm pulling that out of my butt. Um, but Andrews is the guy I have playing the first week. And then a bunch of news comes out that his foot is hurt. Now I'm like, oh, that's kind of an important part for the kicker. I bet that's probably a bad thing if his foot is hurt. I'm going to take him out and put Howard in.
1: Was it his kicking foot,
0: though? Oh, wait, no, this wasn't even, sorry, this is tight ends. This isn't kickers. Yeah. Uh, duh. My kickers are just also <laughs> mediocre. Sorry, uh. tight ends. Also, by the way, I mean, feet are important for all football well, players, yes. really. You tend to run on those. <laughs> yes. But, like, they say something about a foot injury, and I'm like, oh, I'll just move the other guy in there, doesn't matter. Yeah. I also had a strong misunderstanding of when I'm allowed to move people around on my team. We'll get into that. Great. So, he, so, like, I've got the tight end, and, and I move Andrews out. I move Howard into the spot, and I'm watching the news all week, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, doctors say this or that about his foot. He's going to chest out some stuff on, on Wednesday with uh, practice, and then we'll see how it goes. I'm like, okay, cool. Don't really hear anything. Nothing updates with the news story about him at all until, like, Saturday afternoon. At this point, Howard has already played. The Buccaneers play on Thursday, I think. That's the team he plays for. Whatever team he plays for, played on on Thursday. And he's already done nothing. Howard comes out of that with zero points. In a game that I'm pretty certain the Buccaneers won. But he did absolutely nothing. So I got this big old goose egg right there on on my thing. And then Saturday afternoon is when they're finally like, oh, yeah, no, he'll play Sunday. Andrews is fine. He's <laughs> going to play Sunday. It'll be great. It's like, thank you for telling me this. Now, I'm operating under the assumption that once, like, the games start on Thursday, I'm not allowed to move people around. I just kind of thought that was a thing. Yeah. I don't know where I got that idea. I could have sworn someone said it, but who knows. No, that's I that's what I would that, think. I just assume that once the games start on Thursday, your lineup is set. Like no, you can move people up until their game starts, Wait, basically. really? So like I could have moved people around this whole time. It doesn't matter. I mean, again. no, I know, but I Howard played on Thursday, so it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have had a place. The only place I could have moved Andrews is back into that flex position, which would have gotten me ten more points and I still would have lost. Yeah, so like I lost by twenty something points this week.
2: <laughs> no now, I, I just if I had never that.
0: Moved... Now, if I had never moved Andrews out at all, I think I still would have lost. I either would have lost or I would have won by two points. Like, that's the margin we're talking oh, about if, like, all of those available points are there. But, yeah, I was like – they're like, oh, yeah, by the way. Because the same thing happened to Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown, they didn't decide until Saturday that he was going to play on Sunday. There yeah. was a possibility he'd get put on some sort of investigation list that keeps him from playing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they decide Saturday at, like, 5. Oh, by the way, he's playing on Sunday. <laughs> Because that's when you make important decisions. So, like, I'm sitting there on Sunday, and I'm just watching I'm just watching my team be like, at first, everything's going great. I'm up. I'm down. I'm up again. Oh, I'm up by, like, 20 points now. And then there's like, two games start Sunday night, and I just start falling further and further, oh <laughs> and further behind. And I'm watching Andrew's number go up, <laughs> and I'm watching my tight end with the zero just sitting there. And I'm like, son of the whole time (laughs) and of course this whole time i'm like working i'm like i'm like at work doing this oh Oh, man so the answer is no i'm i I, beginner's luck i apparently suck at fantasy football but now i know but now i know now i know i can move people around some more if i need to make some last minute decisions
1: well but here's the thing at least you're trying um to like like if I was in a fantasy football league just by whim, like I needed to fill a spot. I know for a fact that I would not be like paying as much attention as you already are to it. (laughs) Because again, I like watching numbers
0: go up. Like it's not even like I'm doing this because I'm not watching the games. Like we, we, I got to work on Sunday and I was like, oh, hey, I think this game is on, which has some of my players on. They're like, oh, we don't mm-hmm. get that channel. It's like, yeah, oh, fine, put on the Pats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I just like, and I and I definitely would just be like, Dad, who should I put in? Like, Dad, what should I do here? Because, again, I don't pay attention to the stats. I just never have. I never will. Baseball is one of my favorite sports ever, and I do not pay. I pay attention to the game, not the stats. So like
0: well, good, anything, fantasy. those games are going so heck, bad right you now as know, far yeah, as I baseball is are. concerned. Yeah, I
1: know. Uh, two of my, some of my coworkers have been talking about the Red Sox and being like they're oh, just out. Like, like, what God. is going on with them? And I'm like, mm, I still love baseball though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I. It's nice that you're actually putting in the effort. Is what I'm trying to get at, and like it, it totally stems from like video games for you, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. No, like, You're it's like, funny
0: because, like, it's funny because it, in the same way that, like, gonna get in the same attention. way that when I play an online, like, the reason I don't play online multiplayer games, the yeah. reason I've never played in Overwatch, like, i played team fortress 2 and that's the last time i put a lot of effort into that and the fact is that like there's so many people that you just become white noise in those games Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter but the reason i can't get into online games is because i'd spend the entire time going my numbers aren't good enough for this team why did you let me here why am i on this team i'm so bad and like so i'm watching these games going oh god please numbers go up make (laughs) validate me numbers please
1: that's so funny (laughs) <sighs> so funny! In the I world also... of real,
0: in the world of real fantasy, though, uh, I oh. did on um, D anD D run into two halflings in a trench coat. Just I had I have never Jesus. laughed so hard playing D anD D that I did this past weekend when we had both hit. Uh, we both had uh, two halflings in a trench coat, which we walked into a bar and he mentioned a guy in a trench coat, and immediately we all made flashing jokes, and then finally went up to talk to these people, and we were like dude, what's going on? And our DM, no joke, our DM goes, oh, fine, don't worry about us, just look over there. And I went, is this three fucking kids in a trench coat? What's going on? And that was it. He started laughing, we all started laughing, and we just could not, like, he was like, oh, yeah. And then they get up to try to run, and you see the top half of this guy fall to the floor and the bottom half still standing, and you realize that it is, in fact, two halflings in a trench coat who had been kicked out of the bar a week ago and were not allowed to be in there drinking. (laughs) Oh, my God
2: that's incredible
0: i was like yes and then we tried to steal a thing and it went very badly it went very badly because two of us were too drunk and i don't mean in real life though a little bit in real life i mean that like i ordered the cheapest beer on the menu at this bar and what he handed me was essentially uh fantasy absinthe he called it uh pixie cider he's like you notice that it's glowing a little bit when you drink it and i was like cool And then I drank it, and he's like, and about 20 minutes later, you can start seeing movement. (laughs) You just see people moving everywhere. You're tripping, is what you're doing. And I was like, cool, give me another. Awesome. (laughs) And, like, me and another character kept getting drunk while the other three planned a heist for no reason. No reason. They just decided they were going to steal information. We could have gotten by asking. Yeah, Yeah. and instead they were like, we're going to steal this information from the police station. And so we're like, well, we drunkenly stumble down the street and we see something happening, but because we weren't there for the heist plan, we don't realize that there's a heist going on. So now we're drunkenly out in the middle of this crowd trying to distract them because we think our friends are in trouble. And really one of them is invisible and trying to steal something. And the other two are like trying to distract others, but we're distracting them. Just by being us. Oh, it was always shit show. Oh, we are not oceans anything. We are not <laughs> oceans anything. Oh, it was bad. I was oh doing street God. magic for children by the end. <laughs> and I'm a fighter. I'm not a magic user. I'm literally doing card tricks and just hoping to distract people. Oh,
1: it was children, evidently.
0: <laughs> well, the only people that was the that was the what we got was you're you're so bad at this. Only the children are paying attention. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but how've you been? I've
1: been I've been good. <laughs> Except I was betrayed, but I've been good. <laughs> Other than that.
0: I do have one more thing to talk about before we get to the betrayal, oh, that's but fun. Do anything up. else you want have, to talk about? Oh,
1: I have other stuff to talk about. That's happier than the betrayal. Yes. Let's
0: do the happy stuff. first.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, control is still incredible.
0: Uh, where are you in that now? I okay, forget. So, oh, so you're doing things that I don't have access to. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah,
1: we'll talk about that for a second. Uh, uh so that's why I, oh God, I just got the black rock.
0: Uh, so you had to just get to the quarry.
1: Yeah. So okay. I got to the quarry. I beat the quarry. I came back with the black rock, and so my next mission is to go find my brother.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Okay. So that's where I'm at. I'm at the part where you go find your brother, and it's that really scary scene at the end where you- Jesse's name is written in blood. Uh, on, on, on the wall. So Uh So that was cool and really creepy. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that now. I'm going (laughs) to go do some lighthearted shit. Cause I don't think I can handle this.
0: Oh man.
1: And so instead I was like, all right, maybe I'll go. I don't know. Try and find this object of this x-ray object of power. And I was like, well, nope. Not going to do that. Oh, I have to go listen to... And I had this quest... I had this mission in my you know, mission list for a while. I don't even know how long I've had it. Yeah, but it's so- like, you go and listen to imagery experience guided in- listening pretty much
0: guided meditation. Guided, meditation. To listen to guided meditation and what I learned very quickly because I was googling is trying to figure out why I had definitely been in the room and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out why mm-hmm. I wasn't finding I googled it, it. it too and I saw the, me I saw the very obvious like tape recorder yep. I probably should have been getting and there was no connection to it was like what is going on mm-hmm. what is not what is not clicking in this game is there like a glitch or something and finally I looked it up and it was like oh it's because when you get... So, I pre-ordered the game, but I pre-ordered the basic game. And yeah. by pre-order, I mean literally the night before. Mm-hmm. But still counts as a pre-order. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so, but I did the $60 base game, which means I got... Um, there's a couple of, like... Uh, thought... High-end mods that you get for that, and the the outfits like yeah. that's what you get for pre-ordering. But music. I, th-
1: for some reason, I thought with the ba- the standard edition, you got this extra mission.
0: No, that comes with the deluxe because yep. I think the deluxe also comes with the season it pass maybe. Yeah, pass. Yep. so so yeah, so you get the exclusive side mission with that. And because Rich. I was like, well, I'm not paying for that, I never once committed to memory what mm-hmm. that mission was named. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so when you started so talking about Lysolation. this mission. Right. So when yeah. you started naming this my, this this mission that you had, I was like, I, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah. It's like, because I summarily wiped it from my mem- yeah. memory the second I realized I wasn't going to get it. Yeah. So. so
1: because I'm crazy and was like, well, I'm just going to buy this. Uh,
0: I'd say because you're prescient, because you realized how good this game would be. I, <laughs> looking at this, going, oh, I understand that I like this game looks cool, but I'll never, you know, I've been hurt before by pre order <laughs> bonuses. I've bought games and then played them for five minutes and never gone back to them. I'm not going to pay for extra stuff. I like Remedy, but yeah. I'm buying their game day one. Yeah. That's what Remedy gets from yeah. me right now. And then, and, and, then, then, and then like two hours later, I was like, man, I wish I paid for all of it.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm, I'm, honestly, I was struggling with like the idea of buying the deluxe or the standard. Cause I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be as good. Like, I feel like I might be overhyping it. Like, I feel like I might. Right. I Whenever I get too excited for a game, I kind of get nervous. So I'm like, I really don't know if I should buy this now or if I should just wait to buy the season pass. Right. But honestly, like with, it
0: was... T- and even with Remedy, like, I loved Alan Wake and Quantum Break doesn't work for me because Microsoft screwed exactly. it over. Which but is not like, Remedy's fault. For me, that's a Microsoft issue yeah. from all I can tell. But, like, that's the thing that, like, I look at I Control and go, I really liked Alan Wake and quantum break was like just didn't work and i don't know if i should give them more money i'm going to give them the 60 and i can always yeah. like because then i'm like i'm going to buy the dlc that comes out later so they're going to get yeah. more money out of yeah. me than if i just bought the deluxe edition yeah. anyway
1: <laughs> but the thing was is like yeah and i was jumping off of the quantum break wagon so i'm like i loved quantum break and i want and this looks like it's going to be a quantum break-esque so i was like i need to do it and plus if you bought it as a psn member you got it it was like 12 extra bucks, I think, for the. I, I don't remember. Right, if it was like 60 the math, and then like 72. 70, like yeah. it was very. It so was after very. Tax, it
0: wasn't like 80 or $90. No, after or tax, like that. it
1: came to like 77. But then I did the math afterwards, and like if I just bought the Season Pass after falling in love with this game, I would have spent like close to 90. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy and I'm satisfied. And I'm, I'm very happy with what I did. But it also comes with this <laughs> fucked up, crazy <laughs> mix
0: Yes, written by, the, uh, not well, at least voiced, voiced by. I don't know by. how much he had to do with it, right? But voiced by the wonderful, the stupendous, the completely insane yep. Hideo Kojima, yep. the man behind Death Stranding yep. and Metal Gear Solid, Which... who has like is problematic in his own ways. Not like super problematic. Not like we shouldn't support him, but like we should all talk about quiet for Metal Gear Solid Five one day. A character who literally has to be quote-unquote has to be half-naked because her skin has to be exposed to the sun for something unless you break that huh. entire idea by buying a specific outfit that almost covers everything and breaks the entire purpose that you wanted to just make a half-naked woman, Hideo Kojima. Anyway. I like Hideo Kojima. We're gonna move on that. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a perfect shit. man. Yeah, he's not <laughs> a perfect man. But... um. Uh, we're all gonna play Death Stranding and we're gonna love it. It's gonna be terrible. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so, so tell me about these guided meditations. So these guided I'm meditations. Never gonna see them, you're so.
1: you're only ever gonna watch a video of them. Or actually you you might get it through getting the season pass, but it's nothing story based. It's just really weird and you're gonna it's more experience like the extra, it itself. Yeah. It's like, more the
0: extra shit going on around just the, the oldest house. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: It's like other other in um you know, research kind of going on. Even though this is definitely part of the like psych area, and the re- it is part of the research, but it's part of the like psychotherapy and all of that. So, <laughs> I get into this one, not wholly even understanding what I'm about to enter, and which is
0: like the entirety of control. Which is what control is. Like-
1: so, <laughs> so, so I walk up to the. Fa- I'm like, finally, okay. You know what? I'm not going to deal with this. Fuck the whatever is waiting for me when I go find my brother, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna do something lighthearted, right? This seems fun. Seems like I'm just gonna sit in an isolation chamber and the game is gonna talk to me. I'm down with that. Nope. Uh. So you you do that, but the stuff that is being described to you is really, really out there and like cool, but out there and like very um. Over the top in order to get to its point.
0: Oh, of course. That so, sounds like Kojima, yeah. really. So,
1: <laughs> so, and it's great. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I loved every second of it. But, like, afterwards, I'm like, wow. Like, I got what you were trying to do. But you went over the wall <laughs> with this. So, it's two guided listenings Um it- imagery experience things right oh my
0: god yeah there's like and eight words for what comes down so whatever guided whatever meditation. it is it's, yeah. it's
1: guided you know guided imagery experience whatever so so i do the first one and there's only two and i thought there was going to be more but i'm okay that there's only two because i don't know how much more I could have handled <laughs> um but so i do the first one and <laughs> you you put in the tape you put in the tape and uh, you pick up this note or something and it, it reads you a little something about what the thing is. And then you lose control of Jessie, and she walks into an isolation chamber and lays down, closes the lid and then darkness. <laughs> and it's just a voice of it's Japanese and then an interpreter. Mm-hmm. And the interpreter is welcome to the guided whatever listening imagery experience whatever and he goes um i am doctor um oh, i can't think of it
0: it's a yoshimi oh i looked this up Yosh- cuz i had to look it up yoshimi, yoshimi to toiro to- to- tomio to- tomio to- maybe yeah
1: something i i can't yeah. remember but so he, he introduces himself and then he goes now close your eyes to which i was like well this is not going to be a playable part of the game i'm going to close my eyes for a second and so <laughs> So I close my eyes and I'm like, wait, no, it's probably going to be something. So I open my eyes up again and it's darkness still. But you can like lightly see that light is coming into the into the frame and you can see the outline of Jesse. So I'm like, oh, okay, what the hell? And then you can start moving the camera, just the camera. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I just have to watch Jesse's subconscious listen to this tape. That's cool. Like I'm gonna see what kind of stuff she does, like you know, reacting to the tape. But then, um, it starts explaining how. Imagine you're on a beach, or in a <laughs> forest. I think is the first one. Imagine you're on. No, you are. You're. Imagine you're on a beach, and you hear the gulls and you hear the the ocean of the the sound of the ocean and blah blah blah. Oh look, there are three trees, and then you turn the camera, and there are three brightly like ghost looking trees in front of you and then it goes on to explain oh the trees look really sad perhaps they are perhaps they don't have enough love in their life or something like that and they're like why don't why don't you go up and talk to the trees give the tree a hug
0: have you done the plant talking no side quest by the way
1: i've seen i've seen oh my god no i have not
0: Oh man! So
1: yeah, no, I've but I, know I just about love it.
0: that. I just love that this is like come back in a yeah. random yeah. DLC side quest. Okay, anyway. but it's
1: like maybe maybe they're maybe they're sad that they they're not loved or something. They don't have enough love in their life or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go on. Let's go on with this. So you walk out to the tree and you press. There's three of them. You can go up to any one and you press the square, and then it like lights up, and then a beautiful forest shows up. And it's like, look at that. You you made the tree feel so loved and so happy that you've created this gorgeous, beautiful ecosystem now that the trees can live in and be happy with each other. And look at this. The trees are starting to fall in love with each other. And, and you know, it's just like that, like about loving each other and about, you know, everybody should be able to love who they want, when they want, how they want, anything. Like, you know, people... It's about love. It truly is about love. Then it cuts to, (laughs) oh, no, there is a forklift in the distance. Or a bulldozer in the distance. Like, why is there a bulldozer here? Oh, no. It looks like the bulldozer hates the tree's love and wants to take it down and wants to knock down the trees. You need to stop the bulldozer. So you go up to the bulldozer and try to, like, hit it and like turn it off and it goes oh no now there is an army of bulldozers you have to take the bulldozers down you have to turn off the bulldozer and you start running around sporadically to the bulldozers and they disappear and like you can't get to that one bulldozer to turn it off and it's just like oh my god like I see what you're doing and my heart hurts right now. <laughs> and let okay, let's go on. And then you you run up to the bulldozer finally and is able to you're able to turn it off. And it's like you did it and it's it's like it's kind of um kitty in a way where it's like you did it. Good job. Like it's very very peppy. And it's like you like the the trees Congratulations. are Congratulations. Yeah, kind of like that. It's like you did it. You 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 helped the trees. Now the trees are free to love who they want and love each other as much as they want. Like you, you you overcame the bulldozer. And then it ends. And then you're stuck with like, oh my god. This was like really very insightful. And like For something
0: that's supposed to be like a calm down, guided yeah. med- meditation. It's real really stressful. It was
1: very stressful. And so I'm like okay let's bounce back from that let's uh let's let's yeah let's try and think happy thoughts (laughs) let's
0: let's load up number two yeah
1: so then (laughs) so then the mission is like go find the second tape so then you have to walk around and go to another part of the building and get the second tape and come back now the second tape starts of almost almost identically and it's like dark dark room nothing on screen except for the i have subtitles on you know Whatever. So it's just the subtitles. And it's like, welcome to the blah, 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 blah. I'm Dr. You know.
0: Yoshimi Tokui, by the way. I looked it up. Yoshimi Tokui. Okay.
1: So, uh, and it's like, now imagine you are on a beach again. And you hear hear the, the flow of the ocean, the sound of the gulls. It sounds so beautiful. Oh, look. It seems like you're thirsty. Like, let's try and quench your thirst. Oh, there's a vending machine in the distance. Why don't we walk up to it? And so you start running towards this vending machine, and it keeps getting further and further and further away from you. So you can never achieve, like your qu- you can never quench your thirst. So I'm like, this is stressing me out. What the hell? <laughs> and so you, it's like it's like nightmares. It's like what people talk about in their nightmares. Like I can never reach the thing that I want most. And so you're running, you're running, you're running. Finally, it stops. And the voice is like, hey, you caught it. Good job. Now it has your favorite soda. Let's take, let's get your favorite soda. And you, and you you hit the button and it's like, oh, you hear the thud of the soda come come out of the machine. Oh, no, but look, it's not your favorite soda. It's actually a new soda that you've never heard of or that you don't like or something. And it's like, but you're so thirsty. You're going to drink it even though you're so thirsty, even though you, you hate it. Like you're going to deal with it and you drink it and, oh, it's actually not that bad. So then so then it's like, yeah, it's OK to do stuff that you don't like, like, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> it's OK to be afraid, but, you know, move, you know, get pat, face your fears in a way kind of thing. Then the vending machine goes away. And there is a light. There is a lit. I, path. By the way,
0: immediately thought you were about to say then the vending machine comes to life and
1: No, no <laughs> quite the opposite, actually. So then there's a lit path and you run down the lit path to like this glowing aura in the in the distance. And you come up to it and the voice go and the voice in like a very cheery tone is like, oh, it's a dead body wonder why this dead body is here you should touch the dead body so then you you have to touch the dead body
0: poke it with the stick you,
1: you, you roll just, it roll just it, just it into
0: the crick let it, it let it roll out off yeah.
1: <laughs> so you bend down and you touch like its leg I'm assuming and then it disappears and like six more piles of like dead bodies show up and the the recording is like oh no oh no now there's more where did all these dead bodies come from they're littering the beach what did you do why did you touch that dead body and i'm like you fucking told me to <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't have touched it if you didn't tell me oh to
0: touch man. the dead body i fucking love i fucking love kojima because like, this is his shit man crazy. this is his shit Every Metal Gear Solid game is all about how war is bad, but then he creates a character who literally can only interact with the world by being a fucking soldier that yeah. kills people. Like, yeah,
1: so then it's like, I, uh, why? Uh. Well, you have to fix your mistake. You need to bury these bodies. Let them, you know, let them go back to the earth. Some kind of thing like that. Like you need to bury these. You need to fix your mistake.
0: That's how a serial killer Susan-
1: thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have to. So then you have to go to each of the piles and hit the square button, and then they just disappear. And then it's like. Oh, and then it like basically is like sometimes fear is a good thing. You don't always have to be fearful of your fears. Blah blah blah. Like you can face them and still be okay. And it's like sometimes it's
0: you l- can bury the bodies and then no <laughs> one will know. <laughs> then nobody and then you're will fine. know
1: that you touched a <laughs> dead body and more appear. No, it was just like okay. So I see that you're what you're trying to do with these two, these two experiences. But my God. That was like a roller coaster of emotions. I love this fucking
0: game. (laughs) This game is fucking ridiculous, and I love it. (sighs) It's so good.
1: And, like, here's the thing. Like, I explained those, but, like, if you were to do them yourself, I feel like you're not going to lose anything because it's just you – the feeling of running towards that vending machine and the feeling of running around in a field of – bulldozers and you can't stop them is just like this, this i don't that's, stop it stop it stop it that's right the thing now about th-
0: and that's the thing about about this game is that like this constant feel like you feel the motion yes, in this game that yes. i have not felt in a long time i don't think you have let me think if you're just getting to the point where you have to go find your brother you there's a power you might not have yet um, so what powers only, do you have
1: the only powers i have are evade um throwing shield i think that's it and the gun. It's okay Copy so there's it. like a, and
0: then there's an empty space at the end okay yeah so that empty space i love i love what you get in that empty space but like the fact like the way that it conveys motion Yeah. In this game is so fucking good, and if you feel yourself running through these hallways and like dodging shit and like falling off of things. Yeah. In a way that it's just like you can't just just talking about it doesn't doesn't make it feel right. Yes. Like even when you take a control point, even like the idea of like oh oh, the way you open fast fast travel points is that you come to Mm -hmm. a place where like a specific point in space has been duct taped off on the ground because it's like kind of an area that's like a very specific mm-hmm. energy point mm-hmm. which doesn't convey the feeling of like watching Jesse sit there and like crouch down and just like holding square yeah. for 10 seconds and it still feels good every time I yeah. do it.
1: Well, <laughs> it it feels good but it's like there's so I feel like I am putting so much pressure on my controller when I do that and I'm like, that's probably what Jessie's doing. She's probably like forcing all of her energy into this point.
0: Have you seen like when you fall from a space in land? Yeah how ground, much the
1: ground breaks? the
0: ground craters under yep. you yep. when you fall from a thing. I actually I
1: noticed that for like the first time a couple of days ago and I was like that's incredible and
0: it's like and it's like when you um when you hit the the melee button by mm-hmm. accident the first time yeah. and you watch her hand <laughs> come out and everything in front of you flies mm-hmm. up and explodes mm-hmm.
1: yeah it really like she is she's fucking strong She's strong as all and yet,
0: shit. And at no point during that game do you feel like, like, you don't even get the, not that this is a bad thing with Captain Marvel, but you do not get the cockiness of Captain Marvel with Jesse. but um, you get the same, there are sometimes you do. Yes, you there are do. times that you do, there are times <laughs> that you do, but there are times when you, let me put it this way, they convey that cockiness in a way that makes you realize that she's hiding the fact that she's scared of shit. Whereas, whereas Captain Marvel walks in a room and is like, I'm the fucking best in this room, and she believes it, and I think it's awesome that she believes it, yeah. and she walks in and does it. I think that Jesse walks in a room and says, I'm in charge here because I'm the director, and then in her head goes, fuck, why am I the fucking director? Yeah. I don't want to fucking yeah. do this. Like- <laughs> yeah,
1: There are there are some times I would argue that Captain Marvel is not, she's like, I just need to do this because this is what I need to do. I don't think, there's times where I think she's scared.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You're right. I just think yeah. that, like, it's played very differently for, it's like, the same effect. It's played differently,
1: yeah, exactly. It's differently
0: for what feels like the same effect. But yeah. I just love the fact that, like, Jesse hugs in her room, I love having that inner monologue because she's talking to Polaris the whole game yeah. where she just sucks in and is like, I'm going to make this decision, and everything I say out loud sounds super confident, and everything in my brain is like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Why am I, why are you fighting with me about this? I just want to ask this simple question, yeah. but I can't yet because I don't trust you. Yeah.
1: No, I think I yeah, uh, I think she's super, super
0: Yeah She's one know. of my favorite she's one of my favorite video game characters. Her uh, which is great to think that Remedy has created now three of my favorite video game characters in Max Payne, Alan Wake and now Jesse Faden. Yeah, I mean like I love all of them for different reasons and when I say Max Payne, I don't mean Max Payne three, which Remedy I don't think had any part in and is a very different game. Mm. But the first two Max Payne games are so weird. <laughs> Yeah, they're these weird like noir comic books that you play through, but like, well, it de- I love and I just I I just they they I write to, these characters so well.
1: I need to play Max Payne and Alan Wake. <laughs> but the thing the thing about Jesse too for me and like it could I don't know if it's the same I don't know if it's you know, but it, it's Jesse feels like a. <laughs> Jessie feels like a modern uh in strictly in like timeline, like present-day Aloy in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's probably why she has become one of my favorite characters of all time. No, I could totally because I can totally
0: see that. Aloy She's...
1: has that cockiness, that confidence, like I can I'ma do this. This is what I'ma do. I'm good at this. I might not be so sure of my, my actions, but it doesn't matter. I'm still, I still know that I can do this. And, um, yeah. And she comes in and she freaking busts heads and is, is, is one of the most badass women video game characters ever. Not even just a woman, not even a female video game character but a video game character. No, she
0: yeah, she's a bad like, video game character. And like as as much as like I'm never gonna fault a game for doing the like yay, yeah, women are awesome women empowerment thing, I'm never gonna fault a game for that. Yeah. One. Two, this game not once has ever commented on the fact that Jesse is a woman. Nope. Not once has anyone said made any sort of sexist comment nope. really at all. That the... I can at least that doesn't come to mind. Yeah. I might have like just there's, like there's, breezed over something. There's but,
1: one point in i think a document where like tomasi who is very clearly a bad person and like enjoys fucking with like and isn't he brains, like one of
0: and isn't he like one of the first ones he's that the you end first up fighting? he's the first yeah. person
1: that you fight as a hiss yeah he's, he's the, the big
0: floaty dude yeah, right that like yeah oh yeah. yeah okay well he's
1: the first like big quote-unquote boss hiss um, the room and he's boss. not. Yeah, he's the male yeah. boss. And he's not even that hard of a boss uh, once you figure out how to manipulate the game. But he, he <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there is a um, a document where, like, he says something offhanded and it's just like, oh, sure. no, you're that's gross. Exactly you're a right. gross human being. I'm but
0: <laughs> yeah. and it says something that, like, he's the only character that does it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, it says something that, like, that's the only time that that really comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. No,
1: I, um, it it really is, but there there's a lot of points where I'm like, oh, man, like, I can totally see Aloy in this situation and just commanding the room and commanding the situation. Much like it's very interesting that you bring up Captain Marvel, much like I could see Carol Danvers (laughs) coming in (laughs) and being like, yep, this is my situation. I'm going to take care of business.
0: I just love, like, the idea that, like, she walks in a room and is like, I'm the new director. And a bunch of people, like, their first reaction is, you are? No. Oh. Oh, okay. So, anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not concerned that she's the director. Like, they're like, oh, man, Trench was okay, I guess. Anyway, here's some shit we fucked up. Please fix our problem.
1: Well, it is. It's that. <laughs> the 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 first... um. The first meeting with Ansi, I think is his name, or or um, uh, oh yeah, the uh, the, the security sc- uh,
0: the security maintenance the, the guy that's like in the 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 NSC yeah
1: the security manager pretty much but he's like but
0: he's like security he's like head of security specifically yeah. in engineering yeah yeah <laughs> like yep. is, yeah okay um I
1: can't I can't remember his, his
0: I, yeah I know because I kept confusing him with um Aut- uh, with Ati the yeah, whole time because it's yep. Ati and like Anish or something yeah, or like, yep. uh, yeah but like the first the first
1: meeting with him it's like very much he's just talking to you like upset like he's angry and it feels mm-hmm. like he's just trying to get it out and then he's like oh wait shit you're the new director hey what's <laughs> up so we got some screwed up shit going on we oh, need your help <laughs> but like it is like it, he gets phased in the in the point where it's like oh this stranger has gotten in here. How the hell did this stranger get in here? I've never seen this person before. And then it quickly, like,
0: it dawns it, on it him. It dawns like, on oh, him. He's there's like, really oh, only one person I've seen that. Yeah.
1: He's like, oh, crap, there's only one person who could get access. Oh, yeah, you're the director now. Sweet. <laughs> hey, what's up? but it is like it doesn't feel and maybe i gotta play it again but like in the moment i was just like this guy has no idea what's going on
0: yeah no he's like he's He's doing his job yeah and that's that's like a whole thing that's happening in this game there's like a whole theme about the idea that like the administrators don't know what the fuck they're doing versus the people who are on the ground. Yeah. And like you learn about how like Trench and Darling went out and did stuff. And so like yep. they kind of understand that there's lives on the line. But like you also get the impression that they kept a the distance tr- probably for a reason for kind reasons. of thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But then you also get like the whole time Jesse's talking about the like talking to Polaris about the fact that I, I used to do like manual labor stuff. I've been a janitor yeah. before. I've yeah. done. I've done the bullshit grunt work, which is why, which is almost like the game is like, oh yeah, we made her the director because she understands this shit in a way. Like, you're running around doing stuff that it doesn't make sense that the boss would do this. Like, it comes up in Star Trek all the time how Picard has to stay on the Enterprise because he's the captain. Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to put himself in danger. Mm-hmm. That's what Will Riker's for. And yet Jesse spends the whole game like, oh, no, I'll go down and deal with the yeah. monster in the well, basement. I mean, because no one else should be doing it. Let me put myself on exactly. the
1: line. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's this is weird. But, like, even at, like, my job at Rick in the dining hall... There were times I be I was a supervisor there, and there were times where it's like I would just do the job, and then I would get talked to about it, and they'd be like, "Listen, you need to delegate. You don't have to. You don't need to. You have people who can do the job for you." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if I do it, I know it gets done right." So <laughs> it's not even,
0: and it's not even like there's there's that, and that's like that's also yes, because I used to do that all hmm. the time. But there's also a part where it's like you don't ever want to. There there were parts at the time where I, as a manager for six years, I didn't want to be the guy always delegating. And you fall into that trap where you never delegate because of that, which I did. But... (laughs) but it's definitely a situation where it's like, no, no, you, I like, I get it. Like yeah. I get what doing every part of the job means. And it's exactly. not just over. It's not just once a year I go around and Hey, look at me, I can do your job too. Yeah. Are not we the same? It's like, no, it's that like no, on a moment notice, wanna... if something needs to get fucking fixed, yeah. you can go down and fix it and deal with it later. Yeah. You kind
1: of, <laughs> the way I saw it was like, you know, everybody else is busting their ass. Like I also want to be busting my, like I want to be working. I want to be helping and, and, you know, making the sandwiches or, or stocking the s- salad bar. Like, I want to be working. I don't want to just be sitting back and being like, you do this, you do that. Like, I want to be in the, the thrall with them, I guess. I don't know. Thrall is probably not the right word. but I know what you mean, though. Yes, like, yes. I want to be there. Like, I want to be working. I want to, you know, earn my shit, you know? <laughs> like, um, But, yeah, it's it was, I don't know. I just freaking love the game.
0: Oh, um, it's, it's it's working on such i oh man yeah. it's i love i love the live action stuff mm-hmm. that like fmv like for years fmv was believed as this like cheap thing because it was it was cheaper to just film people doing a thing and then stick that in there regardless of whether it fit in the game or not and so like as we've gotten better graphics we can put live action stuff into a game and it doesn't look as jarring Whoa. but like sometimes it does look jarring and it looks jarring on purpose everything with casper darling looks just kind of weird and it's supposed to look just kind of weird because it is straight live action versus uh, up against jesse who doesn't look like a recognizable figure i can't look at casper and not see alan wake and at the same time i i can't like my brain is like that's not a person yep she looks like a person. She talks yeah. like a person. She acts like a person. But because I can't put a face to a name mm. with her mm-hmm. the way that I can with Alan, with, mm-hmm. with Casper and Alan yep. Wake, nope, I, my brain gets so fried. when there I There are her.
1: there are times where I legitimately kind of get a, like scared of how lighting hits her face, and it's mainly the eyes, her eyes. There mm. are times where like I will move the camera to like go in front of her um to like see her talking and the light will be shining on her eyes in in this way that makes her eyes look like possessed or demonic or something <laughs> and I'm like
0: catches oh, catches the pupils like red eye you know you know but photo. it's like yeah. but
1: it's like platinum platinum like this bright white with like platinum blue in the middle and i'm like oh oh my god (laughs) what just happened have
0: you seen blade runner because you're describing replicants right now that was like the tell that's the tell in in blade runner of who's a replicant and who's Hmm. a human is that every now and then the light would go across their eyes and you would see the reflection and for years the thing with deckard and you know um i almost said han solo the thing with Harrison Ford's character is that there is a literal split second frame in in one scene where you kind of see his eyes do that. Yeah. And for years it has been debated whether that was a light a thing that just happened or if it was on purpose. Well, so like literal years that is a question that has been asked well, about whether or not Well like...
1: Well here's the thing, Zach. Now I gotta watch Blade Runner.
0: Yes, you do. <laughs> and I've never Dale. seen
1: it. And now I'm just going to be watching for that. God damn it. Zach (laughs) Sarawak. Anyways, so Um, to move, do you have something else? Yes, I have one more thing. Before I I start talking about females in another video
0: game? This is going to be a long episode, everybody. I'm sorry, but it was a busy week, weirdly enough. So, I did something literally last night. Oh, God. I did the most Silver City ass thing I could do in Providence last night. Let's Ooh, put it that way. Okay. Which is, um, hmm, where do I want to start? How much do you know about the music of Juno? Like,
1: like the
0: the movie, the movie Juno. Uh
1: nothing because I've never seen that movie. Really? I know
0: I haven't rewatched it in a very long time, and I know that it probably wouldn't hold up, but I know it will hold up, and that's the soundtrack. Okay. Because so the i might
1: know like a song off of it
0: the soundtrack is largely comprised of music from one artist her name is kimia dawson uh she used to play with a band called them she used to sing with a band called the moldy peaches and then she did some solo stuff and like 90 percent of that soundtrack is her solo stuff and like moldy peaches music <laughs> and there's like two or three other things that are just not but every most of it is her so uh i don't really feel like going back and rewatching Juno know anytime soon because i don't care yep. but i remember that uh the music in that like i fell in love with the music of that movie and in fact the Kimya dawson album remember that i love you where a bunch of that music came from is still one of my top albums of all time one of the first ones i bought on vinyl like oh, wow. i love that album mm. so i follow her on twitter She's scrolling through Twitter the other day, as I do, 90% of my time. Uh And she says, oh, yeah, coming through Providence uh, on Monday and just uh, thought we'd put a show together at AS220. (laughs) And my brain did two things. It went, one, holy shit, Kimya Dawson's going to be five feet from me. And two, I've never been to AS220. I have either. What am I doing Monday night?
1: <laughs> nice.
0: So, look it up. Twelve dollars, come in. It's Kimmy Dawson and a couple of other acts I've never heard of before. Sure. I'll do that. So I go to AS two twenty last night. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stress enough how small this space is. <laughs> okay. Like the size like like less than the size of the basement you're sitting in right now. Because I've seen it, so I can actually put this into yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe a little taller, but definitely, like, maybe two thirds the size of your basement, a little wow. bit higher ceiling. That is AS220. Interesting. AS220 is a club, a club, music space, yeah. stage yeah. inside yeah. of an empty room uh, <laughs> that I have been hearing about since 95.5 WBRU still existed. Like, all through high school and college, they would talk about shows that would happen at AS220, and in my brain, I had concocted some sort of magical space in my head (laughs) where all of these cool places would go, because I'd never been. I'd gone to—there was a place here in Providence called The Living Room that's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. My father used to go in the 70s. I went to a few shows there. It was one of my favorite spaces, and then it closed down, and they, like, bulldozed the building. It's right behind where the i-hop outside the um Providence Place Mall yeah. that kind of area. Yeah, like like literally like across the street there is a lot there that used to be the living room. Yeah. So like that's where I used to go. Like I say used to. I went to like four or five things there at most, maybe less. But I've been since I moved back, especially in having lived with the hippies out in New Mexico, been looking for like a weird kind of music space like that that was just like literally a bar and a stage and nothing else. And so I go to AST 20, I get there a little early, they have a bar next door and immediately because I am a bartender now, I clock the fact that it's, uh, two coolers, uh, a couple of taps and like four bottles of liquor (laughs) and I'm (laughs) like, okay, so like, like the hotel in the theater I work at, Yeah. like this is a quote unquote bar next to the music space and I'm already in love. I'm like, great, perfect. Like I, I I showed up in my brain had, had like over literal over a decade was like building up this idea of what AS two twenty was and I was like, Oh yeah, like it's where all these cool people hang out, <laughs> where all these cool bands play and it's smaller, it's not like this huge thing. You know, I used to go to lupos a lot and mm. it's smaller than lupo's and I was like, Oh yeah, no, if if someone was gonna do something even more exclusive than Lupo's, oh that's Wild that they would hmm. play a day. So, so <laughs> I walk in and it's like, oh no, they threw this shit together like in like, five last minutes. Last minute. That's so funny. <laughs> and it's in like it's right next to Trinity rep, like it's in the like what I would consider oh, a gosh quote unquote cool part of town. Like there's Trinity <laughs> Brew House. Yeah, shut up. So there's Trinity <laughs> Brew House. Fine. Uh there's Trinity Rep, which was showing the Prince of Providence, the Buddy Santi story oh my god last night. I walk by oh. Trinity Rep. This is so inside baseball for us, but I have to say it. <laughs> I'm walk by Trinity Rep and as I'm going up the street, because I ended up ended up uh parking in like a five dollar parking lot across from Trinity Brew House because I couldn't find parking anywhere. And I was like, five dollars to guarantee my car doesn't get stolen? Sure, I'll do that. I <laughs> just paid the five bucks. Guarantee walk,
1: is
0: a Guarantee is a oh, generous a generous word. yes. TV Guarantee it? as in here's the thing. Guarantee as in I paid people, which means they're the ones I can sue. Yeah. So, <laughs> True. But like I walk over Trinity Brewhouse, I come up to the other side of the corner, uh Trinity Rep. So uh anybody listening that's not from Rhode Island, which cannot be more than anyone, um is uh our local theater like there's providence performing arts center where all of the big shows go and then trinity rep is like where the like it's like the off-broadway of providence <laughs> if ppac is broadway trinity rep is the off-broadway of providence And trinity brew house is the bar behind it that probably makes all the money so that trinity rep can do all the weird shit they want to do yeah. and so they're playing the prince of providence the buddy ciancy story and i come around the corner and there's two mounted police on their horses nice. blocking the crosswalk because nice. of course and there's these two guys standing outside the, the theater that look like they're standing outside the lesser of the clubs in providence oh which is saying God. something like yeah. just floor suits and just like just crew cut and like they look like bouncers and there's a car outside that looks like it's right out of a 50s gangster oh my movie God. Oh, God. And I just walked right past that. And I was like, not me. Thank you. <laughs> I walked around the horse across the crosswalk. <laughs> and I come up to. So I come up to AST20 and I come up to the bar. I sit down at the bar. have a couple drinks. It's great guy behind the counter is like like every person that comes in uh is like this is the kimmy dawson show he's like yeah they'll be open to the doors in like half an hour uh we're not usually open on monday so here's our menu for tonight but we only have one chef on we're sorry like the same exact yeah. speech as someone comes in the door it's, oh it's so good so then the doors finally open. I I stepped outside. I had had a couple of drinks, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go wait outside for the doors to the actual venue to open, not realizing that those doors don't actually open. It's just the door from the bar into the concert space that opens. So I then have to walk back inside and look at the bartender and be like, I didn't know. He's like, yeah, I get it all the time. And I go over. It. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. What's great about this is, though, I get this wide Range of ages of people around me Mm. because, like, Kimmy Dawson, having been around for at least 20 years, you get um, there's there's like these Kimmy Dawson fans from like 20 years ago. I guess I fall into that category, having Juno coming out 10 plus years ago now. Um, and then there's all of these like Providence, like queer scene kids Mm. around and i'm like i am actually i'm not the oldest one here there's definitely 50 <laughs> year olds over here and these are all teenagers and i'm squarely in the middle yeah. perfect i don't have to feel weird about this in either direction so um the first act that plays like i walk in the room not like i said it's like the that's like two support poles and an empty space and a stage <laughs> i'm like you know what perfect i love this it's like playing it's like it's like playing at a fucking Knights of Columbus hall oh if for, for, like, weird hippies. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the first thing I realize is that everybody's sitting on the floor. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, the show hasn't started yet. I'll sit on the floor, so I sit down. <laughs> and then... The first act comes out and nobody stands up. Oh my god. And we spend the rest of the night sitting on the floor like a weird hippie commune at a fucking <laughs> campfire. That's incredible. No one stands up. And it's great. I love it. No pressure to dance or anything. Awesome. Just sit down. So the first act is um Arch Cape. Uh it's a woman named Rachel Bloomberg. Who was the drummer for the Decemberists for years? Oh, cool. I know, I think you, I can't remember if you know the Decemberists yeah. or not. I feel well, like I talked about them the You I talked about them and then did. I
1: listened to them. I was like, well, oh, wow, these cool. guys are actually really
0: so, great. So for like the earlier part of their career, she was their drummer. Oh, cool. And then she now plays with like a Providence band called the Low Anthems.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't, I haven't heard, listened to them yet. No idea who they are, but yeah. But this is like her like solo experimental project. <laughs> so uh, she gets on stage and a screen comes down and she says I'm going this is not to make fun of her by the way this is by the way one of the greatest things that has ever happened to me to go sit down and pe- to spend $12 on yeah. this was one of the best nights of my life she sits down and goes I'm gonna improvise a soundtrack to one of my experimental short films oh for God. like 12 minutes wow and she does that she gonna she's a drum she's got a piano she's mm-hmm. got a thing to loop the stuff that she's put together and she does that for like 12 to 15 straight minutes we're all just sitting there while she like creates like a drum loop and then sets that going and then creates like a piano loop it gets that go all of this and it's like this is the am i doing this right now i'm sitting here <laughs> that i'm sounds like incredible. i'm like three drinks in i'm like i've got my back to the the the, the the like stand where like the projector and like the guy doing all of the 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 sound work and mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. he's got like this one thing in the middle of the room and I'm like sitting in front of that that's where I am and I'm just like watching this and I'm like yeah this is my Monday night cool finishes <laughs> up that's great and then there's uh, uh I just realized just now I forgot to look up their pronouns fuck it's trans uh d- uh this uh trans guitarist singer comes up. Your heart breaks is the name of the act. Uh, it's, it's one person uh, with a guitar. It's great. She played, they played uh, like five or six songs and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, no one stands up. We're all sitting there <laughs> listening. Um, and it's got this whole, like I said, like hippie campfire vibe. Yeah. We're getting like stories in between. It talks about the fact that like, uh, cause all of these people are also from Washington uh, is like the kind of like Pacific Northwest area is where they all kind of started and sort of yeah. talking about all of these people they used to play with And like people who in the last like couple of years have like passed away from like drug overdoses And like getting all of these like mm-hmm. super serious stories about stuff like that. It'll be all this great music. That's great. Kimya comes up It's just her and a guitar up on stage Playing and it was like, oh my god This is what I've been waiting for since I came back. I haven't gone to, I didn't go to a lot of concerts while I was out in New Mexico. I went to plenty of stuff like at the bar Mm -hmm. and I went to a couple of parties and stuff like that. But this was like the thing that I missed about Providence and the fact that it was like the weirdest hippie shit I could have gone to. (laughs) They had all just come, they had all just come from John Waters' sleepaway camp last week. (laughs) And they were like, you know what? We really need some money. To get back to the the West Coast, so yeah. what if we stopped in Providence and did a show? Oh my god! That's and awesome. so like Monday, so like they left there Monday morning. We're like, we'll be in Providence by like six o'clock. It's like cool. Set up like an eight o'clock show. We'll be there, and we get there. That's awesome. <laughs> so the whole night, they're all like, we're fucking exhausted. We haven't slept for three days. Let's do this. <laughs> and I just playing. <laughs> oh man, it was so good. It was like the best I could. Oh man, I could. I was so happy That's sitting awesome. there, just like sitting there for three hours on the floor, just listening. <laughs>
1: yeah, that sounds like something i've I've always wanted to go to. <laughs> oh,
0: it <sounds> man! Incredible. <laughs> it was wonderful. So, yeah, Arch Cave, Your Heart Breaks, Kimmy Dawson. Everybody should look those <laughs> those three up because they're all fantastic. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Uh, oh, now man. let's talk about betrayal. Betrayed.
1: Betrayed. All right. So here, here's the thing. I did not. <laughs> this is probably going to be the more negative part. I don't know. It's going to uh, be like I'll... half negative, half we'll talk positive. Talk about it
0: because it, it, it sparked some thoughts in me. Um, day while yeah. I was walking around work doing nothing. It so... sparked
1: some thoughts in me, Zach. Um, so here's here's the thing disclaimer before maybe not a disclaimer but um yes i'm about to talk about river city girls yes i'm and, and going to spoil i'm going to city spoil river city girls. Girls. river city girls devin my brother <laughs> if you don't know that already uh our brothers do a podcast similar to us it's our sister podcast they're the same almost as they are the, the same report or
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so <to> <laughs> so same report uh their last episode uh, it's called spring break i believe uh, devin Black. goes i listened
0: to it this morning yep it's yeah i was good. i was
1: listening to it on the way home um, spring break episode latest episode devin talks about river city girls you should go listen to that and also listen to this because devin's probably going to do a better <laughs> a a nicer um, like, more elegant way of more describing, cohesive more way. cohesive um, he way of explaining what happens <coughs> in the game, I'm probably just going to word vomit and um, something's going to come out and it's probably going to be really upsetting. But...
0: <laughs> just don't be Lindsay Lohan and don't make it real vomit. Sorry. <laughs> had to do it. Jesus. Anyway,
1: But anyways, no, Devin, Devin does a very good job of explaining... <coughs> going through the whole game explaining everything whereas I am really just going to talk about the ending of the game
0: <laughs> to be fair it's because he knows way more so, about the history of River City Ransom than we do yeah
1: like <laughs> and, yeah he know he 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 definitely knows more about River City Ransom i know a good amount about beat em up games because you know dev and i played them as i was growing up and our mom played them with us you know X Men is still one of my all time favorite video games of all time. Uh, the and X-Men thank Arcade. you for
0: thank you for allowing me to play with you, yep. or I definitely dragged us down. <laughs> it's
1: Okay, <laughs> it happens. It's I fine. Switch
0: characters every few minutes.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but no, so here here's the thing. Down and dirty. My explanation of what River City Girls is. If you want to hear a better one, go to Devon. But Down and Dirty River City Girls is beat 'em up game that is like a sequel or a reference game to a game called river city successor what spiritual successor i don't know um so it is a successor whatever to this these games called river city ransom um now if you know those games great if you don't they're beat-em-ups you play as two guys who i believe have to rescue their girlfriends there you that's go. A, yes, I dirty. believe the like the American version of them
0: is you're basically like 50s greasers walking through the streets, yeah. beating up other gang members yeah. while you try to get to the guy that kidnapped the so, girl.
1: So like, yeah. that's the game, right? Okay, there are a good amount of River City games in in within the series. Um, there was a Japanese release uh, where usually the the girls in the games uh, their Japanese names are Hasabe and Mami. Um, I think Devin said that their American names are Roxy and Cindy.
0: Oh, no, Roxy's the one I remember. Let's go I with Roxy know. and Cindy.
1: Roxy and Cindy. So those are the original <clears throat> girlfriends, right? Ha- Hasabe and Mami is the names we we're going to go with because they show up in this game. But there was a Japanese game where instead of Hasabe and Mami, eh, Mami it is um, Kyoko and Masako. And they play, you know, the girlfriends in the game. They are also full-on playable characters in the game, so you can play as Kunio and Ricky. Oh, right. And okay. I was, already, I, <laughs> and Misaka and
0: Kyoto. Already, I was confused because I was like, I think I have this unlocked, and then you nope. put two extra names in my brain. Yeah. But yes, the, the whole the whole problem is like the simple answer to that whole problem is the sequel added two playable women and changed their names from the first game. Creating some confusion.
1: Yeah. So, and it's only for <laughs> one game, and it they they they're completely different characters. They are their own new, very diff like very different from what I can tell characters that you can play as. And I think it's like the first time in the River City series. So, what River City Girls is, instead of the guys, you were playing as the girls, you were playing as specifically Masako and Kyoko, and um,
0: the second the,
1: girlfriends. The second girlfriends. These okay. are the girlfriends who. Only appear in a Japanese release game for like I don't I don't even know what system uh, Devin mentioned it but I, don't I, I believe
0: it's I believe it is the, like the Japanese NES like yeah, the original like Japanese so, NES
1: so cool like that's cool Famicom? so if you if you know if you know those games like that's a cool Easter egg for you if you know the history of the games cool Easter egg this game River City Girls is filled with Easter eggs to other um beat-em-up games like double dragon is very prominently referenced um like you know i'm gonna spoil it skull shows up and i know him from double dragon neon because Devin and i just beat that for together <laughs> um, and i do I'm not anyway. <laughs> so skull is the main a- antagonist in uh double dragon neon um a bobo shows up who is a um is a multiple a, a character who shows up multiple times in Double Dragon Neon as just another guy to beat up in, like, the spawn rooms. So, yeah, so, like, there's huge, huge Double Dragon things, but there's also River City as a whole references as well. So, you're playing as Masako and Kyoko, and your job, you get a text, you're in detention, right? The, the whole story begins, you're in detention, right. you get a text that your boyfriends, Kunio and Ricky have been kidnapped. So the the so, the way God. to this, the All way right. to I'm gonna write that on. down because
0: I need to remember this from later. Okay, yeah. Later Let me explain this, this and then we will yeah. discuss everything. Yeah.
1: So so then the like logical thing in River City is violence. Uh that's how they kind of everybody is violent in River City, which is like an ongoing gag. Um <clears throat> so instead of like Calling the cops or something. Masako and Kyoko take it upon themselves to go save their boyfriends. Which is cool. I'm down with that. that, That's the way life is. That's the way life is. I mean,
0: exploitation and also video games. Like, yes, you're going to go fuck the cops. It's us doing this. We're going to solve this problem. Yeah.
1: So then you proceed to play this video game as two badass females. Like, they are true and blue badass women right? They are, they are kicking ass and taking na- taking no names, like, they don't give a shit, they're just gonna kick your ass, cause you are in their way of getting to their, of saving their boyfriends. Along the way, Hasabe and Mommy show up, which again, haha, woohoo, cool easter egg for the people who know these games. And they are, Devin described them as soup people, um, me- meaning, <laughs> specifically that. meaning that <laughs> they just, they You're look like soup yeah to steal devin's to steal devin's thing they look like they smell like soup (laughs) which like yeah i i I never got there
0: 12 hours ago i heard him say that and i still forgot uh,
1: they just for me i never got there for me they just look like greasy which i guess is the same thing but they they look like greasy don't think
0: want to have greasy soup but I don't think you want greasy soup. No, you don't. But do I know?
1: But here, but, the, <laughs> but they do. They look, they you know, they look like bad people. Like they look like villains. They look like antagonists.
0: They have been coded to look like the people you yeah, want to be. Yeah, that
1: you want to be against. Like you and and everybody in the game who is who is like an antagonist looks like just. They look, like the, they look
0: like they look like the undesirables yeah
1: they really do like they really do and I feel a little bad saying that but that's the character design it's to show you these people are bad these people uh-huh. are good and so <laughs> well, the whole time video game design. The, yeah exactly the, code whole, people, the, the whole time oh. hasabe and Mami are like Oh, I wonder what Kunio and Ricky are doing. Yeah, because they're our boyfriends, blah blah blah. Like they're very antagonistic towards Masako and Ky- and Kyoko. And there's even a scene where afterwards Kyoko was like, "Well, those girls just seemed awful." And Masako was like, "Yeah, they kind of are. They think Kunio and Ricky are their boyfriends," which again is funny because if you know the history of River City, they were! The, in the original game, Hasabem and, and Mommy are Kunio and Ricky's girlfriends. So it's funny, right? So you're going through the whole thing. The whole time, your, your motivation is to find your boyfriends, right? Then, you finally, you get through all this stuff. You have to go through all this turmoil. You know, find... You have to go through side quests and all of this. Beat up everybody. And you finally get to the final boss, right? Who is a... Uh, Yakuza, uh, Yakuza, like I don't know, boss woman who is taking over for her father, who in another game shows up, and he is now in jail. So she is like, she has taken over the you know family business, so to say. So
0: really leaning into the sequel of other games, <clears throat> yeah. part of this. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, so you you finally beat her, and you kick her out a window, and you fly out the window with her, and as you're falling down um K- kiyako's like this was not a good idea and masako's like yeah as long as we just fall on on our backs not so hard we should be fine and they land in a spa uh, uh, yes. the
0: wrestlers the wrestlers yeah, pose exactly.
1: so they <laughs> land in a spa and they see kunio and ricky there you know in in the spa just having a spa day and instead of being like hey, 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 girls, like, sorry, we scared you, or whatever. Masako and Kyoko are like, what the hell, you worried us? And Kunio and Riki's response are, oh my god, it's just those it's just those crazy girls or those weird girls who are always, like, staring at us or following us around. Let's go check out, I wonder if Hasebe and Mami are still up. And, like, give these gross smiles. And it's all in manga. Like, it's all, it's all drawn out in a manga style. And then Masako and Kyoko... Punch them through the roof, and the game ends. So the game fucking lies to you.
0: I okay. We're gonna talk about this. Hold on. First off, just so I got my notes right, it's Ricky and who?
1: Ricky and Cunio.
0: Cunio. Okay. I have some thoughts. Okay. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. But yes, let's start here. If the entire premise of if the entire premise of the game Mm -hmm. is that you are playing two delusional women mm-hmm. uh, and that they were never actually these guys' uh, girlfriends. girlfriends and the two soup women are in fact their girlfriends mm-hmm. and so uh, so that creates a problem on, um, that creates problems on levels.
1: yes Zach it does and here's why <laughs> um, I mean I don't need to explain why but it <laughs> Okay, so for me playing this game, right, I am – video games are a very, uh, are a thing for me. Whenever there is a strong female character, I am very happy. I am always happy whenever there is a strong female character because, you know, it, it's needed in the world. I am happy and, whenever and there is I a – I, as
0: a man, am not, and I'm upset with this conversation <laughs> already. Anyway.
1: You, should, you should put a disclaimer on that because if someone just jumped in here, <laughs> hearing that, they might be like, well, fuck these guys.
0: I just love to create sound bites that make me look like a jackass. Um anyway.
1: anyways, so no. I, it, here's I did the thing. It's Jesse like
0: Praise earlier. Let's be honest. What? I did praise Jesse I earlier. Know.
1: I know. Anyway. It was just fun to say that. No, but seriously. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it I I do fall into that category of I am a female who plays video games. So, of course, like whenever I get to be able to play as a as a woman, I'm going to take that option. I've very rarely, if I have the option to create a character, will make a male because it's like I can play a male literally any other time. So I'm gonna play, you know, I wanna play female right now because I can and because I am a female. And it's you know, it's representation is a very important thing in this world for everybody, for everybody, not just not just women, but for everybody in this world. But for me, it, it really does like. This game was like, this is awesome. Okay, I'm playing as two strong, strong, independent... Yes, they have boyfriends, but they're still independent. You can have a boyfriend and be independent at the same time. Um, And anybody who says otherwise is just not correct <laughs> which but... which and mean
0: on the other side of that does not mean that there aren't situations in which you're not independent as a boyfriend, <laughs> because everything is complicated yeah, everything anyways... is a complex oh well, i hate the world sometimes but anyways but yes, so yes, you're so right you're
1: playing you're playing as two badass uh, badass girls badass women who are kicking ass and they're doing it for love like they're there they have a meaning behind it and then you just rip that out from underneath me and and while Devin and I were playing, because Devin and I were playing this co-op, as we were playing, there was a lot of times where they would say something, and, like, Devin or I would just be like, oh, so that was just me. That was just me talking. That's literally something I would say. So, like, I... There were a lot of moments where I did see myself in these characters, and, um, then you... Then they're delusional at the end of the game. Which, like... Is, is a it's I want to tread lightly on this because like yeah whatever I, I don't want to like diss mental disease or anything like that but this just we, we feels are dealing with a like...
0: possible we are dealing with a possible situation in which the people who created the game had a misguided idea of what delusion and mental illness was on that yeah, and so like, we are discussing it's... their view of this women by discussing the view you get yeah. of these women by yeah. playing them. And I get it. Which is the it. most words I ever used for it's that, fine. but it's the best I've got.
1: It's fine. It's <laughs> just, for me, it's like, oh, cool, so these two girls are crazy. Let, let's just call it what it is. This is clearly these, you are calling these two girls crazy, delusional, so psycho, 90s, whatever you want to call stand them. A 90s stand-up
0: could walk to the end of this game and be in front <laughs> of a brick wall and say women be crazy Yeah. So, by the view of the women in this game presented so, by this game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's just like, okay, cool. I love these characters, and you just did this to them.
0: I'm raising Great. a hand. Okay. I don't know why, because you can't see I it. I cannot see you. But I'm raising a hand yep. to pose, question, possibility, comment uh-huh. on the ending of this game just from the first playthrough. Uh-huh. Not. From I know that you have gone and started again, again, and so I guess actually that will help me inform this because this is this is going to be my first question about the ending of this game.
1: Are you going to ask if it is um, ever like alluded to?
0: No, 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 Uh, because I listened to the episode today and I know that that's alluded to, which actually might defeat the purpose of this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway.
1: Okay.
0: if if you only ever played this game once, Mm -hmm. so you were someone like me, let's put it this way, someone like me. I play most games once and don't go back. There are a couple of games I have gone back to, but not very often. So I am playing this game. I get to the end of it. You get to that scene at the end with, um, uh, Ricky and Kunio at the spa. And they say, Oh, it's just these women. And where's our real girlfriends. And then you punch the men out the, the window or something. Mm-hmm. I believe is how you describe that. Mm-hmm. So, is it at all possible that Ricky and Cuno are the bad guys in this situation in that they led these two women on that they were their girlfriends. And then were are like, ah, actually they're crazy. And really these are our real girlfriends. And who are you? We're just ignoring you now. Will- like, Like, shitty dude, like, I used you for whatever, Mm -hmm. but this is my real relationship, Mm -hmm. but you were just the one on the side, and the discovery of that is what prompted them to punch these dudes out a window. Um, Is there anything that, like, leads up to that possibility? I
1: would say no. Damn. Um, because... Here's the thing. There... There might be one instance. So the things, so yeah. Okay. So Devin and I, as we're, as we're sitting here watching the credits, just upset, like, but like we were, we, when we say, when we say betrayed, like we're joking around because like that was the very first, the very first thing out of my mouth when the credits started to roll was betrayed. Like, but literally, like, just,
0: just to get the sequence of events correctly, you like defeat the final boss. You do the spa thing where you see them, punch them out the window. Credits, like yes. that's it. That's like that's how it. that rolls. That's okay, that's how it rolls. That's important. The credits, the yeah. credits
1: roll, and then Ki- uh, Kyoko gets another text, right? And then like it's just like, oh, you unlocked game- new game plus. Okay, but here's the thing. So. <laughs> Devin talks about how a Bobo kind of alludes to the fact, like, oh, maybe they weren't kidnapped. Yeah, okay, fine. There's that allusion, right? So what, is
0: a, what does a Bobo say? I missed that.
1: So a Bobo maybe. is like, they're like, you kidnapped everybody. Maybe you kidnapped our boyfriends. And he's like, I oh, don't know. I kidnap a lot of people. I, I can't remember them all. Something like along those lines. No, okay, no. And, sorry, then and then he says, no. No, no, no. And then he says... Maybe. Have you ever considered the possibility that maybe they're not kidnapped? Maybe they just left you or something like that. Something along those lines. Right. And they're like, they get defensive about it.
0: So that's one. Okay. But that creates another problematic view of these women that they are the ones who were dumped and they moved on and they can't move on because so, they're women. Hold
1: on. What? No, okay. Uh. So here's the thing. You you ask if Kunio and Ricky are the villains. Um, in some way, yes, but not exactly for what you're saying. I don't think um, because there's another point in the game where you fight a, um, a musician, right? Her name is Noise. And a guard you talk to this guard I wanna be I wanna and... be mad,
0: but also that's a good name for like I'd go watch that Well I'd it's also based off thing. of
1: her name. Her her name is like Noizama or something, so it's like a, a, a shortening of her name. It's it's My... great. It's cool. Yes, it's
0: cool. Fine.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I could have gotten her actual name wrong. but So you go and talk to a guard as Masako and Kyoko, and, and you talk to him, and you're like, hey, we need to get in there. Our boyfriend's got kidnapped, blah, 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 blah. And he says something along the lines of, are you sure they're not kidnapped? Everybody's boyfriends m- disappear when noise is in town. And then noise, I believe herself, I don't remember exactly what she says, but again, alludes to the fact that guys disappear when she is in town.
0: Alluding to the fact that... Alluding to the idea that they show Cuneo up to clubs and are like, I'm single, hey, I'm going to hit on the yeah, artists. At or, the, yeah.
1: yeah, or that specifically Kunio and Ricky are not faithful. So, he, the, but the the way that the game is framed and the way that it makes you think and the psychology of what is being told to you is always pointing to, oh, Masako and Kyoko are in love with these guys who they're dating. They are straight up dating because, again, and I will, I'll bring this up again, but there's a song in the beginning of the, of the game that Devin read, uh, he did a dramatic reading of on their episode. But the whole time you were let to believe that they're truly boyfriend and girlfriend. And then, and then, so, like, I'm like, oh, so Ricky and Kunio are just dicks. Like, they're just, it seems like they're, they're jerks. So, like, why, Masako and Kyoko, why are you still dating them? That's what was going through my head. But again, but here's the thing. Here's the kicker to all of this. That opening song has an opening montage and an opening video. And Kyoko and Masako are eating out with Ricky and Kunio and having dinner and then they get kidnapped. And then Kyoko gets a text message saying yeah. that their boyfriends are kidnapped. That,
0: that was in fact going to be my next question is like who sends that fucking text and message. You and you never find out. Ah oh. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's it. Like, you're right. That opening montage is the thing that ruins any idea of, like, oh, we've left it open for fan theory about whether or not they're actually together or not. No. You specifically set up a situation in that opening in which they watched them get kidnapped and then get a ransom message. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, – it's not even, like, the weird – like, the way that this twist should have happened is – they get to the final boss and he's got the two of them tied up. And he says, Now See? you get this is your choice final for saving women. your boyfriend. But still, sorry. Yes. She says then yes. like she has them tied up. Yep. Like and says, like, now I have your boyfriends. And that's when they say those aren't even our girlfriends. And you have like a whole conversation about it. And then it's like, oh, but you were you were at dinner with them when we stole them so we thought this was your dates and they go yeah but we've got a bunch of side chicks and make it like a whole thing you don't leave it that ambiguous you make it like straight up make them say oh yeah Yeah. we were fucking with them
1: (laughs) i have to be honest i don't know if kyoko kyoko and masako watch them get kidnapped i don't know if that happens I, I don't think so. I don't think they watch them get kidnapped. They just specifically get a text message. But your thing still could have worked because they still could have been like, "We saw you at dinner with them, and then you were alone, and we grabbed you." Right. Like, what the hell? They like s- you
0: need to make it more clear that if the situation is that they are like, if they are are are. Unfaithful to yeah. either these characters yeah. or the soup character. Yes. You but have it's to just make like... it clear that they are doing something. Yeah. Otherwise, There's... it's just too confusing. Yeah.
1: There's really, and I'm sure if we go, and we have been going back through, and we have been being like, oh, maybe it's because we're fighting zombies now. Like, hey, there's a delusion. Like, I guess that might allude to it. There's just not enough. There's right. not enough if- to back up this this ending. And and also, there's a second secret ending where you fight Hasabe and Mami, and they admit, hey, okay, fine, yeah, okay, joke's on us. You're actually their boyfriends you're actually their girlfriends and then the same ending plays it doesn't change the ending Uh, you still aren't their girlfriends at the end of it and it's like so why even put a secret boss in guys why do why are these why why were you able to write such strong women and then completely crush them down to a fucking pebble in like the same amount of time and it was just it was really disappointing. And here's the thing though, I still love the game. Like it's still a very fun game at the end of the day, and I think people should play it. But it is this thing where it's like this is just I'm not excited to sit through that ge- the ending again. Like I'm going to skip and it. Is... I'm not going to watch it again.
0: And this and... is an interesting Sorry, you go first. And, <laughs> what?
1: and also there was a review that I read Devin and I were like trying to see if other people were upset, and there was a review um, that was kind of upset about it. They were like, it's just a it's an it's an outcome that comes literally out of nowhere and and you know they the review says that Masako and Kyoko are asleep in detention, and they're fucking not. and let me tell you something, if they were asleep in detention at the beginning of the game, that whole the whole game is different, and that ending works, and then you have at the end they wake up in detention.
0: That that's, almost that's makes that's how me... the
1: game should like, it, but that's how yeah. it is. But that reviewer is not correct. They're not asleep. No,
0: but that almost makes me wonder two things possibly. Um, so the way that review copies work for anybody out there who doesn't know. That generally reviewers get a game before a game releases uh, by however much time that's determined by the people who send them a code. And there's usually some date that they're not allowed to uh, send out their review or talk about the review until that, all of this stuff. Um, And people have different feelings about that. So It came out after the game
1: released, so that would make sense, yeah.
0: Yeah well yeah so it's possible that like they, they set that review in like the day before and the, or the day of and then they just didn't publish until later so like it's entirely i guess it's possible that either one of two things happen. Either one, they totally misread something at the beginning of that and were just going by memory because mm-hmm. it's possible that they, uh, the unfortunate thing is that sometimes this happens like within a week and you've got five other games that you're reviewing. And so like you literally sit down for a day mm-hmm. and blow through a game in a day or you do it like in sporadic bursts between other games and neither of which makes for like great memory of everything that happens. And so like it's very possible that they, played that game in a very weird way and that's just what they thought happened. Like their brain just went, Oh, this must've been it because otherwise yeah. it doesn't fucking make sense. And yeah. they said that and they just convinced themselves that's what happened. Or two, the review copy of that game had something different happening that just like gut changed later because either something got patched in that gut dropped, by accident which would be weird or like they changed something at the beginning like it's very possible the review copy was just different for some reason in that opening scene yeah and like that changes the whole game yep. like that's one of those literally, two things would would have, have happened.
1: It, literally i wouldn't be as upset i'd be like okay yeah they were asleep that's fine it's funny but, like, it's, I feel like there is a humor side to this that I am just not getting. Like, yeah. I feel does it like... Even,
0: does, does that, like, opening scene even start with, like, their heads are on a desk and nope. they sit up? Nope. Like, nothing?
1: Nope. Nope. Huh. Nope. Nope. Because nope. uh, has- um, the other Kyoko is, is very that spe- like... Hold on. Kyoko is very specifically Sorry. looking at her phone, and Masako is very specifically holding her yeah. head back, being like, what the hell am I doing?
0: Yeah, there's also a possibility in, like that, like, they're mixing a, like, press release, like, breakdown of the game yeah. with their review. Like, this is what we were told this game was, <laughs> here's what the game is, and then here's my review of playing it. Yeah. And they never once, like, in their brain didn't, like, connect the fact that that's not what seems to happen in the game itself. Mm-hmm. Again, because, like, review situations are shit. <laughs> Like the review situation of any game is really not ideal to the idea of how any average person is going to sit down and play a game. And so like it's very possible that they got a thing months ago that was like, this is what River City Girls is. Mm -hmm. And then they played the game and they went, well, this is what I told it was. And so this is what happens in the game. And then I played the game and it plays this way. And their brain never once connected that those were like not like at all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I uh that's it. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear Devin's side, go check out their episode. But it, it really it just kind of ruined the whole game. And it's like it's hard going. It's a little bit hard going back through and playing and being like this like none of this is valid. Like you well, literally I... you literally made everything in this game invalid.
0: And especially when you when you're players like us cuz we are both very story heavy. <laughs> players. Yeah. It's it's interesting to listen to to Devin and I, I suspect because he, he was playing with you, so he was forced to pay attention to the story more that this ended up affecting him the way it did. Mm. But um this is not a knock on Devin. Devin, I love you. You play games fine. Don't ever let me fight you on the way you play games. You play control however you want, even though you're doing it wrong. But <laughs> To be fair, we played fair, I games... did tell
1: him he could not beat it. before. No, right? no, I'm not even talking about
0: that. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that I we we got into a long conversation about the way he was playing. Control no, I know. And I, I my brain, like my brain was like, oh, he's skipping all of the cutscenes and all of the story stuff. When like what's probably really happening is he's watching the story important cutscenes that come up as you're playing, and he's just not picking up every document like we are. I realized that that's probably he's not completely insane and that's a totally valid way to play the game anyway um, like there's there's a thing to like a twist in a story can be good if it's written well Mm -hmm. but I think that there's a thing where a lot of writers and a lot of people who are writing like not just games games are constantly chasing film in a way they shouldn't that's a whole other conversation but like I think what happens is that a lot of people get their idea of what makes a good or funny Story or like a funny thing at an end is like let's just throw a twist because a twist is just a thing And they don't think about the fact that there's like a lot more that goes into a major twist than they're really thinking about like six cents There's a bunch of clues before you get to the twist at the end of that movie. They might not be good clues You might have some misgivings about how that was handled sure But I think the fact that like red is important and Bruce Willis never touches anything very important things for getting up to the end of that movie. And like usual suspects which came up in this uh, this recent say report. Not gonna go into what that ending is, but like there's a there's a reason that rewatching that movie is fun. Mm-hmm. And the prestige from Christopher Nolan, there's a reason rewatching that movie is fun because that is a movie with two twists, and I think it's very interesting that people remember one of those way more than they remember the actual really good twist of that movie. There's a Hugh Jackman twist and a Christian Bale twist and everyone remembers the Hugh Jackman twist because visually it's mind-blowing But I think the Christian Bale twist is the better twist in that movie (laughs) But I think it's I think that's on purpose Like that's the prestige of that movie is that you remember Hugh Jackman and you forget Christian Bale. Yeah, so like like I think there are people that watch a lot of these movies and read a lot of these stories and all of this other stuff and go oh twist ending let's throw this at the end because it'll be a funny joke Mm -hmm. and they don't think about the fact that there's no construct around that (laughs) around that twist in the same way and that sucks
1: unfortunate yeah but yeah that's it that's all i got i'm good
0: Uh, (laughs) go play control everybody seriously i'm never gonna stop not saying that it's gonna be like my top game of this year yeah Maybe top three because Death Stranding and Pokemon come out this year. <laughs> Control will still be in my top three in some configuration. It might still be better than those. Here's the thing: I'm excited for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I also expect it to be a Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. So I, unless they like, I know they're doing all sorts of things, but unless that game gets really mind blowing, it might be my number three. <laughs> might be my <laughs> number That's two. We don't fine. know. That's fine. But like, still. <laughs> Like, like, there's a lot of good games this year and a lot of, of stuff coming out. Control, just don't overlook it for... I mean, I don't think it's being overlooked anymore. I think there was a lot of fears about that when it first came out, that people were going to be like, oh, like, three people are going to play this game and champion it, and no one else is going to play it. I think it's been, like, one of the top games.
1: Oh, it definitely <laughs> the has. The last, like,
0: two months. <clears throat> so, like, do that, and then go back and find Alan Wake. Find Quantum Break in some way that you can play it, because, like... That's that game's
1: very
0: cheap. And, on and Xbox, on, and, on
1: Xbox. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. And on Xbox, it works. I yeah. think it's just that on PC it doesn't. Nope. So on Xbox, <laughs> it's working fine. So go get that so you can watch um fucking Littlefinger and Iceman, uh, <laughs> fight it out. Oh man. X Men X Men X Three was yeah. on uh, AMC today, and I watched it muted at work. Uh, oh,
2: incredible. But
0: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can find (laughs) us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast apps. If you search Say Report Jr., that's Say Report JR. You can find us on YouTube. Up to episode 60 is now available on YouTube. That's Hotel for Cosmogs, one of my favorite titles we've ever created (laughs) for a show. Is there. Uh, if you search Say Report Jr. again, that's Say Report Jr. on YouTube and at Say Report Jr. on Twitter. You can find us there, and then you can find us individually. I am at Zerwisky,
1: And I am at Dale's Brain. And with that, I think we all should go get some ice cream.
0: (laughs) Take it away, Liz.
1: Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother...